Welcome to the Elemental Awakening. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Elemental Awakening podcast. Today I have a special guest. Her name is Katie Hess, Flower Evolution and founder of Lotus Way, which is one of the world's leading floral apothecaries. Uh, her signature elixirs were featured in uh, the Oprah Magazine, O, New York Times, LA Times, and her flower-powered community is thriving in over 15 countries. Um, 17 years of independent research of flower and plant-based healing. Katie is a pioneer in her field. It is her life's work to intuit which flowers to unearth at the right time to unlock the qualities we most need. So that sounded a bit like an advertisement pitch here, but tell us a bit about you, Katie, your story into this um, line of work, how it started and you know what got you to what you're doing today. And welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Such a joy to be here, Giovanni. Yeah, so I mean, I guess it started when I was little. I was an only child. I lived in small towns. Um, I, you know, spent a ton of time outdoors. I never thought it would lead to any sort of career, though. And it wasn't until I graduated college that I was like, okay, now what am I here to do? I traveled around, lived in Europe for several years, and Mexico, traveled through Asia. And I was searching, you know, like many of us do at that age, just like searching, like, what is, what am I supposed to do here? And I ended up very coincidentally running into an expert in flower essences from Madrid, Spain, in Mexico, of all places. And I was sort of blown away because, you know, not only he was like, there are over 40,000 flowers on the planet and every single one has a specific healing quality for us. That was cool. And then he also said, if we could get 3% of the world's population actively working with these remedies, it would change the future of the planet. And he wasn't really specific about what that meant, but it felt, felt like, you know, something I could do or contribute to at least. Um, so mm -hmm. I went back to the States and this is like, you know, over 20 years ago. So I was like, wow, this is great. Like even the taxi drivers know what flower essences are here. They, they know how they're different from essential oils and, you know, they're prescribed by doctors in Europe and they're in every pharmacy in Australia. And then I got back to the U.S. and it was like clunk, you know, meditation wasn't cool. Yoga wasn't cool. Um, and most people were like turning to medications for stress. So it's been this incredible evolution over the last 20 years of, you know, working with people one-on-one -on -one for the first decade to transitioning into, oh my God, this is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. I've got to get this to more people and just teaching myself how to be an entrepreneur, grow a team, have a company, you know, do all those things in business to expand, to reach more people. Fast forward to today uh, where I've seen in the last, I would say, two years, this huge um, transition in the United States of people being way more open to energy medicine and really open to taking things internally and working with themselves, you know, in their inner landscape and personal growth. And it's really uh, exciting because I believe it's the way of the future. And it feels like finally people are really ready to embrace this kind of modality. Um, so, so how did you, so let's, let's talk about the business first and then we'll see where that, where that takes. So how did business. it become a business for you? Like, and I want to hear about your journey of mm -hmm. learning to be an entrepreneur. Cause I find it fascinating as people uh, find a passion and then realize that, um, to make a lifestyle out of a passion, you know, there's a lot of other work that's involved that may not be our strengths. Um, that sometimes create a lot of challenges that in some cases even make you hate what you're doing because of all the pressure <laughs> it brings. I've been there myself. Okay, so let's let's start with the business side of it. So what what tell me the story of or how it started where you decided, okay, I'm gonna make a business 
out of making flowers. I'm sure it was like a passion at first and you're just playing around and having fun. And um, tell me about that. Or was it automatically like, hey, this is, I'm going to turn this into a business. Tell, tell me a bit about that and, and a bit about the story that progressed from there. Well, originally I started the business in Mexico. So I was living in Mexico. I was seeing clients, making preparations for them, um, doing some hands-on work. And then I just woke up one morning and I was like, I am in the wrong place. I need to get out of here right now. It was like some kind of weird inner compass. I woke up and I was like, I've got to go back to the States. It was January. I moved to Phoenix because I didn't want to go back to the cold in the North. And for a while I worked as a, in a health food store and as a crisis counselor, and I would just try to build up clients. And there was a moment when my spiritual teacher said, you need to leave. You need to stop being a crisis counselor. You have to take the leap. And I'm looking at my calendar, like I've got three or four clients this week. And to be honest with you, in the beginning it was rough. Like I put groceries on credit cards, you know, I was clueless. I didn't know how to run a business. Um, I don't have business DNA really. And, um, I really just like, my, always my philosophy has been in action that my business path is essentially my spiritual path. Because as you know, your business will point out every weakness that you ever had. Books will be written on this <laughs> exact topic. I'm telling you, like, I, a part of my story about my spiritual path is exactly that. It's like where the business drives us to face your darkest fears, to question yourself, to bring all of the things within you to the surface, the way you interact with people, the way you interact with employees, suppliers, it like pushes you, the certain type of people you attract based on what's going on within you. It's, it's super interesting, but yeah, thank you for, for a book will be written. Maybe, maybe it'll be a collaboration of like entrepreneurs, spiritual entrepreneurs oh. that like yes. have a chapter to write about their story and like. That would it. be amazing. Like we're bursting an idea, idea. here. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So keep going. So, so, so yeah. So, yeah. So like fear of speaking, right. And I had to go to all these like networking events and stand in front of huge crowds and say what I did. And then of course I was like the kook who was like the kooky person, right. Who was just like, I make flower. And I, at the point, like I didn't, it took me a while to figure out that like people did not want to hear about energy or chi or frequency or vibration. I had to like scrub all those words from my vocabulary. And I've like, probably now they're like, could come back out of the closet. <laughs> so like speaking, you know, I was afraid to sell things. I didn't want to ask people for money. I didn't want to be salesy. How was I going to get clients? Like I was in a new city. I mean, it was just like, it was real challenging at first, but I just like had incredible determination. And what, what really drove me to the next stage was seeing the clients that I worked with come in and they would have, you know, certain facial expressions, body language, and stories about whatever was on their heart, and then preparing a flower essence remedy for them. They'd come back in three weeks, and their faces were different, and their body language was different, and their energy was different, and their stories were different. And it got to a point where I like literally was going crazy, because I was like, how am I in a room by myself with these people, and I have to keep this confidential. This should be like a reality TV show. Like, everybody should have this experience. Like, everybody should see this. Like, people have no idea what this, you know. And then I added up like how many clients would I be able to see if I didn't take vacations? And the, like for the rest of my life, it was like 75,000. And I was like, that is just not enough. I have to make a product line. So then I made, <laughs> I made like six elixirs to start, you know, that you take internally with like 
bad labels and <laughs> started at farmers markets. And then I thought, well, I should set up at the Natural Products Expo because that's where everybody in the US, at least, you know, if they're like in a health food arena. Long story short, made a booth, went in with my best friend who had dark chocolate company, PVC pipe, velvet curtains, you know, like put this thing together, talked with hundreds of people, collected over 300 business cards, hired my first assistant, called every single one, got like one or two orders. Um, so it was like total failure, right? Uh, and I was like, well, the only place people buy flower remedies is in health food stores and none of those people want me like crisis, my own crisis, right? So I just like dropped to my knees and was like, I, uh, you know, like earth, mother nature, I need your support because I, I don't know where I'm supposed to go next. And then like, bam, someone showed up at the farmer's market asking my best friend for a chocolate for a hotel. And fast forward, was like, oh, I could make spa products. Yeah, I could put them in, I could, nobody knows what flower remedies are. I'll just put them into the spa treatments and spa products. So I ended up beating out these enormous chemical fragrance companies, little old me, just one person. And, you know, suddenly was like, um, how do I make like 300 gallons of lotion and soap and, you know, this huge operation. And I, the day that they hired me, when I walked back to my car, I found this night blooming cactus bud. And I was, I had never seen the cactus like this before. And I was like, this thing's gonna bloom tonight. Oh my God, this is so auspicious. It's full moon in May. And I snuck back on the property at 1030 at night. And there's just this enormous, big, white, unbelievable flower. And I ended up having to bring it home because a security guy came and you know, had to do a like, few quick maneuvers, made a lunar infusion of this flower and later found out that it blooms one night a year in the desert. Wow. So that was the kind of auspicious timing that really pushed me into, you know, the spa industry and then making products on a greater scale for more people. Um, and, you know, that was a whole learning in itself. Like I'm an earthy girl. And here I was like, then I was like, okay, spa trade shows. And then it was like, oh my God, I'm such a failure. Like I don't wear high heels. I don't do my nails. I don't get drunk in the bar at night. Like I, I can't, how am I going to build my business when like, I don't do any of the things that are, you know, so I had to kind of find my way, like, where's the earthy folks and the sustainability folks and the green spa. And to make a long story short, I was really the most successful when I just like threw out how everyone else is doing things. You know, we ended up taking our trade show budget and just like saying, what if we did flower lounge events where we bought thousands of fresh flowers and built giant mandalas and lit candles and served edible flower food and did, you know, cool experiences for people that already love us and just do that all over the world as a means to grow. And, um, you know, since then we've just expanded. We bought a massive commercial building two years ago as kind of like the grand finale to all those events. And we just continue to grow. And I think it's like just a testament, you know, if anyone out there listening wants to grow a business, A, you have to face all your weaknesses and B, you also have to follow your joy. That's, you know, one thing I think I wish I would have done sooner. <laughs> I think that is like such a, first off, a very inspiring and amazing story. And I think it's also incredible advice for people to follow your joy and be prepared to face your weaknesses. 
And to know that, you know, don't look at the weaknesses as the roadblock, as the end of the road. It's the thing that needs to break through either for you or for your business and probably both at the same time for that growth that that's beyond that wall. And um, again, people have probably heard this many times. You know, when I opened, you know, this float center or wellness center in Toronto, you know, I faced my fears. I had to, I, it was the first time I, I forced myself to sign on the dotted line, everything like my house, you know, like my personal savings. And it brought all that fear of failure, what the fear of judgment, the fear of, um, you know, lack and um, sense of security in my life. And, you know, once I was able to transcend that and let go of like, hey, like this doesn't define who I am, you know, nor will the people that actually care about me care, you know, because they're still gonna love me anyways. Let me do what I wanted to do is serve people. Once I made that decision, like everything shifted, but I had to go through it and face that possibility, that worst yeah. case possibility. Yeah. I love the cactus. And, and, and the thing about stuff like that, it's like, you, A, you can't make that up. Like those things, they just happen. And, you know, like, I don't know if it's a sign from the universe or your higher self or the awareness. Like, I think things like this are happening all the time, but it's only when you sort of tapped into your awareness that you see them and you start following this path. Like, okay, like, yeah, this is meant to be, or this is a sign that keep going. Um, and, and even looking back on the darkest parts of my life. And again, I, I've, I haven't had a very dark life, but there's been moments where it was challenging or confusing, or I felt like giving up the signs were always there. And only in retrospect, can I see them now at the time I wasn't just like, I didn't want to see anything, you know, it's like, yeah, there was always this thing that was guiding me through. And, you know, a lot of even the, the religious texts will talk about it. There's parables, but like, you know, um, I don't practice any religion, but I like to sort of read a lot of the stories and teachings. And like, there's a story about Jesus and footsteps in the sand. It's a famous one where, you know, in the darkest parts of his life, there goes down to one, one set of steps. And, you know, like that's when he was carried, you know, like so, something like that, the parable goes, um, or it's a story. Maybe it's not even a religious one, that one. I might've messed that up. But anyways, the story is what matters. Um, and it's like in these dark parts, there's something that's always guiding you in, in the direction you need to go. And I believe we're on this journey of life to learn and grow as souls, spirits, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it doesn't have to be separate from business. You know what I mean? You know, like a lot of times it's like I found in spiritual communities before there was like this negative sort of connotation toward people who did business and money. And like, you, you, it's just the separation between the two. Or I feel that we live in a world of, of duality where we sort of have to mix these things in together um, as we're sort of trying to sort of make sense of the reality we live in and uh, consciousness as it is. So, um, Well, even if you look at nature, right? Like look at a flower, look at a fruit tree. Mother nature isn't like, oh, wait, I should like make myself small or like maybe I should do with less. You know, like if you have a fruit tree in your backyard, you have like far more fruit you know, you need to give it to your neighbors and your friends. Like you have too much for your family. So I see business and money as like a direct reflection of mother nature. Everything is in wild abundance. So why wouldn't we embrace that freedom? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so tell me a bit. So you talked a bit about making these um, um, essences or what, what do you call them? They're flower. Yeah. Flower essences. Remedies, essences. Elixirs. Remedies. Elixirs. Okay. Yeah. A bunch of things. So. So tell me about those, like what types of things are they good for? Are they similar or different to essential oils? Cause I know that's been quite a craze over the last few years of essential oils for healing. Um, yeah, answer those and I got another question after that. Yeah, so how they're different from essential oils. 
So essential oils are like the blood of a plant, essentially highly aromatic. You can compress it, you can distill it, right? It's very complicated machinery. You need uh, 40 roses just to get one drop of rose oil. Very precious um, and lots of farming involved. I love essential oils and we use them all the time in what we do. Flower remedies are different in that you're really just uh, collecting the chi of the plant and you're collecting it from the flower because that's where everything is stored because it's the reproductive organs of the plants. And essentially it's an infusion process. So the sun or the moon will drive the healing property into water, which stores it. Alcohol preserves it. Anyway, long story, just to say how you feel when you're in nature, that like revitalized, youthful, curious, fun, you know, whatever you're feeling is, is essentially you can bottle that up. So flower essences are typically taken internally, you know, in the, and they've been around for thousands of years. So the alchemists, the doctors, the shamans, the medicine men of many, many different cultures all over the world would recommend their patients or students to go out into the wild, look for that specific flower on that bend with this many petals in this color and drink the dew drops from the top every morning, depending on what you needed. And so you know, to bottle it is just a way to scale it and bring it into our everyday lives. And you're, the first part of your question, what are they good for? Anything and everything the human psyche can create, like every challenge, every mind twist, every childhood issue pattern thing, there's a flower for it. So is it more like um, emotional or psycho-spiritual or physical, like, which I think are all connected personally, but... Um, when, when you're, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay, so in the world of like vibrational medicine, we would see there is like a projector and a screen, right? Your body is the screen or the blank canvas. The projector is emotional, mental, etheric, energetic. So all of this stuff in and around your organs and around your body. If there is something, let's say, let's say there's something bugging you, right? And it's like bugging your mind and it's bugging your emotions and it's bugging and bugging. And if you don't like turn toward it and make space for it and assimilate it or digest it somehow, uh, it will like, so say you repress, repress, repress. It will then show up on the screen as like a last resort red flag in the body as a physical imbalance. Mm -hmm. So flower essences are working primarily on the projector, right? It's the energetic, emotional, mental, spiritual. However, I will say there are flowers that are incredible for uh, like self-heal is one flower that helps your body access its natural self-healing abilities. There is pomegranate that can cleanse the reproductive organs of past sexual partners or get rid of cramps for women or, or boost fertility. Um, and, you know, there are like more simple things like headaches or, I mean, even in the Western world, you know, doctors and scientists will say, 99% of all our physical imbalances are actually due to stress. So you can kind of, I mean, essentially you're preventing it before it even happens. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you, you mentioned earlier, it, it takes the chi of the flower, which for those listening, chi is more like the energy or the vibrational property. So is it similar to homeopathic medicine in a sense where they do something? I have, I have limited understanding of homeopathy, but I, I, from what I understand, it has to do with taking the vibration of some sort of medicine and putting yeah. it in water to hold that sort of vibration. Is that right? Yeah, it's very similar because there are dilution steps, like same with homeopathy. You know, the more dilute it is, the more powerful it is. 
the only difference is homeopathy is tends to be like minerals and more inert substances, whereas flowers are, you want them like right at their full bloom point as they're growing in the earth. And I think of it literally as like flower Wi-Fi or floral Wi-Fi, botanical Wi-Fi. You know, you go out, let's say if you're just walking, you get the latest upgrades, downloads, whatever, directly from nature because we speak the language of flowers even if we don't know we speak it. Um, how you know that is because you, uh, you know, there are certain things you wouldn't do, like you probably wouldn't get 12 long stem red roses and give them to your mom on Mother's Day, you know, yeah. or you might not give white lilies to your partner for Valentine's Day. Like we know that certain botanicals make us feel a certain way. We just know that. And then I will say this though, if you have any listeners who are like, whoa, this is totally, she's weird. Like this is, you know, skeptical. Cause I love skeptics. I think skepticism is the greatest question. Critical, you know, critical thinking is so needed today. Like out of any time I've ever been alive on this earth, we need more critical thinking and we need more skeptics and we need more people asking questions and doing research. So I appreciate that. I also say, how the hell does your cell phone work? Like, how is it possible that you can have this little box in your pocket and you're sending music and poetry and videos and podcasts and videos on invisible waves? Like, mm -hmm. really? These things are riding on invisible waves, you know, that travel through our bodies, walls, great spaces. Like, so if we believe that that's true, then isn't it possible that Mother Nature has been doing that all along? And we just, we can't see it. So we don't realize it's there. Right. Yeah. And there's even science that's starting to show how the trees interact and communicate with each other and different plants interact and, and communicate. And I guess for the skeptics out there, my next question would be like, have there been any studies on flower essences that prove one thing or another? Like, hey, this does actually work. Like, is there anything around that that we've seen or it's not there yet? It's so minimal. I mean, I think there's been studies showing that it reduces EMFs. EMF damage. There's one showing uh, that it reduces stress for, uh, sorry, I should say, it reduced pregnant women's need to turn to medication. Uh, so for stress. But other than that, there's like nothing out there. I, I always just tell skeptics, you have to try it. Don't listen to anyone out there. You don't need a white coat or a scientist. Try it yourself. There's no negative side effects. And then you know in your own body for sure. Well, I think the biggest problem, what I've seen, you know, even from like the breath work type stuff that, that I'm into and a lot of this like cold therapy and all of these things that are natural and they're not easy to patent and make billion do billions of dollars off. No one wants to put money into research because they don't care because they can't get a return on their investment. So I guess to counter that question with another one, what are some of the anecdotal things you've seen in your own practice? Like, have you seen people heal from different things? Like, like are there any stories that the transformation that really stand out to you um, that you can share? Is there anything that I comes mean, to mind? So many things. I mean, endless. I have endless stories. Um, you could probably ask every member of my team and they'd have a different story. Um, you know, woman who's terrified of flying will never get on a plane when her husband was alive they would only drive everywhere in the, in the rv you know she comes in to see me because her husband just died and she's grief ridden we work on the grief but then there's also the fear and then fast forward six months she's getting on planes all over fast forward a year she has so many frequent flyer miles accrued she's going over work for free um 
kids with ADHD, people who can't sleep, uh, deep-seated issues from childhood, past sexual abuse, um, PTSD. I mean, you name it. Like, yeah. And specific flowers are specifically designed to help with different sort of, I guess, ailments or challenges that people face. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a flower for uh, when you've been on the cell phone and the computer too much and your energy is lagging. There's a flower for, you know, if you were in a car accident or you're a veteran and your body is storing emotional information in your cells. My teacher, my flower essence teacher would say the real magic of flower essences, and there are no studies showing this, right? This is all anecdotal that they're helping us assimilate or understand what is really us and what is a byproduct of six to eight generations back in our family lineage. You know, we think the same types of thoughts and we have the same types of emotions as our mom, dad, great grandfather, great grandmother, et cetera, as well as the impact of the collective consciousness and what's happening around us, uh, partners that we have. So it's like, helping us really figure out what's the real me what's the real me under all that stuff and really pull out the strongest most powerful parts of ourselves to the surface so that we can express ourselves to a greater potential than we even know is possible mm -hmm. and so when it comes to these flowers is there a difference between like holding one and smelling one versus taking in the essence like i'm trying to think like and the, the design in nature is like obviously these things that are so interesting to look at highly psychedelic in nature like if you look at a flower especially under the influence of psychedelics it's like wow like this is just such a piece of art that it's mind-boggling of like how this was designed so it feels like there's this natural attraction to them that that a human would be attracted to go and at least be say like what is this you know the colors and fragrances um so can you get similar um, effects from just smelling a flower or from touching it? Do you have to sort of drink the water? Like the dew you mentioned was what people were using. And I guess maybe a flower would naturally create that sort of like sip of water. But what, what are your thoughts on that? You do get the same benefits. The only issue is that we live these crazy modern lifestyles. So like if you, if you are a person who has a garden and you have access to that garden 24 seven year round, and you are spending the majority of your time hanging out around the flowers, maybe you're gardening, you're doing all your work out there. Those are the happiest people, the people with gardens, right? Um, just naturally, because it's just constantly rubbing off on them. And like you said, the purity of a flower is just unsurpassed, you know, it's, it's just majestic. And, you know, and then you come down to reality, like you're in Toronto, it's cold. You don't have access to, you know, the outdoors. I'm in the desert. Uh, it's dry. We don't have dew drops. I can't go drink the dew. You know, <laughs> it's like, and then also there's this question of, you know, flowers from different parts of the world that may have gifts to offer you. Mm -hmm. So um, to answer your question, yes, anytime you spend in nature, this is automatically happening. You don't need to take any flower remedies ever. And I think, you know, our four, like our ancestors didn't have such a great need for it. But we spend the majority of our time indoors. We're surrounded by electronic devices that are also having these invisible waves, but they're counterproductive and imbalancing. Mm -hmm. um, 
So it's nice to just have something you can put in your coffee, water, tea, and you can consume it all day long. And it's like being in your garden. Um, so, so what's next? So you're in 15 countries around the world. Are you in Canada? Is Canada one of the countries that you're in? We have several uh, partners in Canada. Yeah, in around the Toronto area and Vancouver and Calgary. Nice. Yeah. So you're in 15 countries doing all these cool pop-ups or were probably pre-COVID. Um, what's what's next for you guys? What's what's or next for you? Like what? Are you just looking to expand and continue this mission of, tell me about that. What's the future look like for Lotus Way? Yeah, so we are really focused right now on education and we are, uh, we put together this like giant digital education platform that we're going to release in April uh, because we want to create this giant army of healing practitioners, acupuncturists, functional medicine doctors, you know, people who are already having high touch relationships with folks and helping them. And it's so easy for people like that to just like connect their patients with a flower. Um, so that's our next stage of expansion as well as we've been going to Asia every summer, except last summer, um, and really looking at how to put down roots and um, do more business in Asia. So that would be the next step after the education process. Very cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I would love to try. So um, do you guys sell online as well or just through uh, retails? Oh, yeah. Um, we do. Actually, we do the majority of our business online. And if at any point in time you want a turbo flower reading, you can just go to lotusway.com. If you want one, Giovanni, you can, um, if you want to do one like publicly, yeah, um, you would just go to our website and you go to the upper left-hand corner and you'll find a little quiz button. Okay. And if, if you want to share what are your favorite flowers from there, I can tell you what it means. Okay, let's do it right now. Um, <laughs> so lotusway.com. Yep, and it's W-E-I. It's so cool because I realized, you know, from working with people so often that you'll just visually be drawn to what you need most. So it's it's like the easiest kind of self. I'm, I'm curious also to like um, explore, because I'm a breathwork facilitator and we've created our own breathwork program called Elemental Rhythm cool. around the Elemental brand. And we're now working on different type of breathwork sessions for people to do at home where, you know, they can focus on different areas of their life, whether it's like anxiety or creativity or, um, you know, depression or whatever they're, they're facing. Um, I'm just curious to test some of these breathwork sessions with taking some flower essences. I think it could be pretty cool because I'm sure you have essences for all sorts of um, things that could Line. So I'm here in the quiz here. Let me see if I can share my screen. This would be fun to uh, record. Okay, so I'm looking at the screen here and I'm just picking which one stands out to me the most, which one I'm most attracted to. Like mm -hmm. I want to go out and smell. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so I'll pick Bird of Paradise here. Ooh, Bodhi Leaf looks, yeah, this one drew my attention for sure. Um, hmm. This is nice. Red bird of paradise. Ooh, this is a tricky one. Which one do I love here? The water. <laughs> uh, it's like those uh, tests from high school where they give these trick answers. Like, oh, wait a minute, I really like this one. Um, hmm. Passion flower. That's. And is there any sort of like 
trick or tip to doing this or it's just which calls out to you the most is, is what's yeah. important yeah i don't overthink it just yeah oh wait sure pink magnolia oh i didn't know i like magnolias that much <laughs> um, bamboo Okay, so turbo flower reading here, and then you can tell me if any of this resonates with you. Okay. Okay, so Bird of Paradise is the first one you chose, and that is for people who have lots of ideas, very creative, but sometimes hard to turn it off. So <laughs> like when you're, ready, <laughs> when you're ready to sleep or, you know, you just kind of keep going. So that flower helps us like come, come down more into our hearts and our bodies and be able to um, let go of the ideas when we need to. Bodhi leaf, usually we're drawn to the Bodhi leaf when we have this sort of inner longing to do more meditation practice or to find more quiet spaces. Um, it's an incredible tree botanical for um, helping you get in touch with that kind of boundless love, patience, wisdom place that you attain when you're in your sitting practice and your breathwork practice, which makes sense. Yeah, I just started doubling down on my meditation January 1st, like an hour every morning religiously. So I'm on like awesome. 47 days in a row now. So I'm trying to go the whole year. We'll see. Good for you. Good, yeah. It's like okay. the best practice. Uh, you chose Redbird of Paradise, which is a flower that blooms here when it's 115 degrees or what is that, 45 degrees Celsius. And it's when you have something on your to-do list that you don't feel like doing something is like you know or like you just <laughs> like half of it, or you just have like 20 things and you're like ah where do I start it gives you that like fire drive just to like ah get it done okay send that over uh... <laughs> yeah we'll send you a care package white water lily enhances your senses and it also like helps you really get more in tune with synchronicities always fun um, passion flower when your RPMs have been like on high. So maybe you've just kind of been burning the candle at both ends. It's for, it would just be an indication of like, hey, Giovanni, you need more naps, more rest. Maybe you're waking up in the middle of the night, not getting the best sleep. Does that resonate? Yeah, I'm always cranking, like working like crazy. And I, and I try to justify like, oh, but I'm working on things I love and I'm working on things I'm passionate about. <laughs> And, and I know, because I also tell fellow entrepreneurs that that's not an excuse. You need rest still. You can't crank and then just add more rest, like meditation on top, it's like slow it down, you know, balance out. So yeah, that, that 100% resonates. Yeah, uh, we all have that issue, I know. Um, trumpet vine. Trumpet vine is interesting. It's for enhancing communication. So you may have found like in the last month that either there are some hard conversations you wanna have or some way that you're longing to like speak your truth in a way that's hard. Um, it just helps you have more powerful speech. Nice. And Pink Magnolia, we're always drawn to that one when we've been giving all our time, energy, resources to other folks and projects and then we don't make time for self-care. Yeah. Okay. And then bamboo. Bamboo is amazing, right? Some varieties grow a foot a day. They're just like out of my way. So it's like, if you have any project that's kind of new and fresh for you that you're like, oh, can I do it? Like this one's outside my comfort zone. Am I going to be able to do this? And it just gives you that sense of like incredible determination and strength. Like you can make the impossible possible. 
Love it. Um, you picked a lot of flowers actually that have, you know, like magnolias are so old. They're, they, they existed before the bees when, when only beetles were around to pollinate. So with magnolia, Bodhi's really ancient tree, white water lily, a lot of uh, kind of like spiritual inclination flowers. Cool. Does any does that resonate? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Okay, so I'll I'll put together a care package for you with all of those. Oh, that'd elixirs. be amazing. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna try them with <laughs> different breathwork sessions. So, like, does each one come with a description of what, like what the flower is good for? I'm sure, right? Yeah, and these all come in sort of like bouquet in a bottle. So there'll be a blend with many different flowers um, ah, that cool. kind of target a specific issue. Yeah. Very cool. Love it. Awesome. Um. Okay, I don't know if I have any other questions. It's been quite informative for me. Um, I guess, is there anything, any questions that I didn't ask you that uh, you wish I would have asked? Hmm. I guess the only thing that comes to mind is, is just to sort of, for people who haven't heard of them before, how quickly they work. I think that's always the surprise, you know, I think so many of us are, well, we're all human, right? And we have these experiences in life. We have really tough challenges sometimes. And I think, especially in the Western world, we're so often trained to kind of repress or like, I don't want to feel that. Or maybe it's not normal for me to feel the depths of this wildness of emotion. You know, like sometimes our minds and what we experience in our hearts, especially if you're doing breath work and you're making space for it, it's like a wild bull in a cage, you know? And sometimes we think like, maybe there's something wrong with me or how could my emotions be so intense? And, you know, just to reiterate that like something as simple as a flower, something as simple and gentle can create incredible space within us. You know, it's like, it's like getting an acupuncture treatment without the needles, you know, they just kind of work through all of your energetic system and it's like having a best friend that you didn't know was there, you know, like mother nature is constantly conspiring for us. Like anytime you go out and sit next to a tree, you know, it's like that tree is cleaning your energy. It's cleaning up all your, it's like giving you that acupuncture treatment, right? Without the needles. And how amazing is it that we live in a world where there is this whole, like we're basically in a paradise that wants us to succeed in everything we do. And it's more our sort of um, obscuration that we don't see it. We kind of, I, you know, I, I got it. I, I can do it all myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And how much easier it is when we just allow a little support from mother nature and how easy it is to just like put some drops in your coffee, done, you know? And then you feel this sense of ease. I don't know, over the last few years, I think just in business and observing my own personal growth, I feel like one of our main obstacles is resistance. You know, like, do we really wanna be that free? Do we really wanna experience pleasure? Mm -hmm. Do we really wanna have fun? And can it be that easy? And there's something around that that for some reason is like scary to us. We think that like hard work and struggle and, um, you know, so just to say, like, as an encouragement, you know, try flower remedies, try it. it could be easy, like life and personal growth could be like, 
amazing and fun. And instead of feeling, you know, like gripped by something that's like, it's like really triggered you, you can have this sense of spaciousness. So you can just kind of see it arise and you're like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, well, I don't need to do that. Like that can be funny. Like I, can, I have so much space in this room that I can actually laugh at it. And, and to be kind to yourself. You know, I think we as humans forget that like we're all experiencing this tremendous range of stuff and things can blindside us. You know, we, we, we have major heartbreaks and anyway, that mother nature is there to support us and it can be easier. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's such a beautiful way to end the conversation. <laughs> so people can find you at lotusway.com, L-O-T-U-S-W-E-I. What about social channels? Are you on like any social media? Tell us yeah, about it, where people can connect. We're on Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, Pinterest, all of the kind of oldies. Now, uh, now is our time to sort of transition over to Telegram and Gap and all these other new places that uh, people are, will be looking for us. So for now, the oldies. Um, and then, you know, email list is always a great place to just get the latest info too. Yeah. Check out the quiz on lotusway.com. I'm sure it's a great way to start your journey into flowers and you get a lot of information about what resonates with you. So I just want to thank you so much for spending the time to be here today, chat with us and share some of your knowledge and experience and your story. And I think it's very inspiring and, um, sounds like you're doing amazing work and I wish you continued growth, um, like the most wildest growing flower that is out there, which would probably be what some sort of vine, I guess, that has flowers that come off. <laughs> Thank you so much, Giovanni. I, I just want to also appreciate and honor the work that you've done and, you know, not just in your business, but also your work on the cushion because it shows and you can hear it. And um, I'm sure your listeners really appreciate that. And you are welcome in Phoenix anytime. Please come oh, and visit us. It's on my to-do list. Though. You have a place to stay, a place to work come visit awesome thank you so much yeah. all right guys thanks for for tuning in thanks for all the subscribe shares listen uh and every, everything you guys do out there um for being engaged thank you guys and uh, hopefully if you guys got a lot out of this please share it with someone you think would also enjoy listening and learning about uh, flower essences and uh, katie's amazing um, story and information so until next time i'll see you guys around see you see you later see you sooner i don't know i'll see you later <laughs> <laughs>